Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Guess what? Mm-hmm. What? It's my birthday week. I know. It's, here. it's about the year. <laughs> <laughs> so get a good look and a good listen of the 39-year-old me because the next time you hear from me, I am going to be forte. Oh, well, unless you listen to this on Thursday or later, then you will it's be true. 40. Yes, during birthday is Thursday. I'm going to be 40. <laughs> I feel okay. Woo-hoo. I feel okay about it. <laughs> oh, you do now? No. You weren't. You weren't. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> uh, it's nothing. Look at me. Look how fabulous <laughs> I look. <laughs> As we just finished talking about how we can't sleep well and like our bodies are betraying us. But yeah, it's great. I'm yeah. I'm 43 and I'm now a snorer and might be going through perimenopause. <laughs> <laughs> right. But 40 is fantastic, Beth. Oh yeah. Embrace Follow it. Christy for more pep talks. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. We're fabulous. It's fine. Yes. Yes. It's going to be just fine. We'll yes, figure it out. We will be. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I know. All right. Yeah. What other orders of business do we have? Oh, so speaking of my birthday, um, uh-huh. come and find us on social media because we are going to give away another book for my birthday. Mm-hmm. We're, yes. We're going to do the Crabs and Clausens book train giveaway this week for another book. So you're going to have to come and find us on Instagram or Facebook to see how to enter to win the book okay. that Christy okay. used for Serial Killer September. Oh, that's right. It's the one from right. Carrie Stanley. And I read it. And guys, it is a good read. It's good, isn't it? It's a great book. It's a really interesting- I read interesting... that so long ago too. Mm-hmm. I, I remember loving it. Yeah. it has a. It's an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I really liked it a lot. Very good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. So there's that. What do you have? Do you have anything? Um, we have a collab next week. Yes. For November 1st. It drops November 1st. It's not going to be a usual episode. It will be with what, what happened in the woods. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. yes. It'll be Jess and I will be telling stories to, to each other. To me and, and Bryce. Yes. So I'll still be there. Right. I'll just be listening along with you guys. Right. Yes. And then they will have – actually, theirs will drop before ours. Yeah. Yeah. On the 25th. Is that what she said? No, I think it's the 29th. It's the Friday before – Oh, it's the Friday before. So it was Friday, this past Friday. So it's there. So go listen and you can hear me and Bryce tell a story to Christy and Jess. Yes. And they're good and they're kind of spooky. 29th. 29th. Yeah. The Friday before Halloween. That's what I said last Friday. (laughs) Well, but this is dropping. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so this coming Friday will be the other collab that we did with, well, it's the same collab, but Beth and Bryce are telling the story on their podcast this Friday, the 29th. So go check out what happened in the woods for that, those stories. And then Monday, the following Monday, the first, it'll be another set of stories now that we've thoroughly confused you (laughs) (laughs) i'm old i'm old you can't what can i do (laughs) we should make sure that we post on friday about that so that exactly we will put all this in writing on instagram and facebook so so you don't miss any of it so you don't miss any of that and you'll get really an extra 
extra of us this week. Yeah, you go exactly. over there and listen to them. Exactly. So yeah. <clears throat> more more of Beth on her Beth birthday week. Yes, and and Jess's. Well, she's not telling the story, but that's Jess's that's birthday. Right. Week too, right, we have the same, same birthday. birthday. This was yeah. fate. Happy birthday, Jess! Happy birthday, Jess! <laughs> okay, now for a crime. Do you want one? I do want one, but I do want to. I'm sorry. It, it, this came to me as you were talking, and I want to mention this that you already know. But we got a message today with a case suggestion from a closet brother, and I just wanted to. Shout out to the Closet Brothers, because there's not many of you, but there are some, and I think it's totally awesome, and I, I we appreciate you. I know we always talk about our closet sisters. Well, not always, because we just got that term, but we always thank our ladies, because that's predominantly who's listening to us. Right. But we appreciate you, Closet Brothers, too. Yes. So, anyway, that's it. That's all that. Shout out <laughs> to the Closet Brothers and the Closet Sisters, cousins, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever you are. <laughs> okay. We love you all. We love you all. Thanks for joining us. And here comes a case. Okay. Sit back. Relax. I have a story for you today. This is another listener suggestion. Another one that got hit out of the park. This case, this case is brought to you by listener Holly on Instagram. (laughs) Oh, Holly. Holly. (laughs) Yes. And for this case, we are going to Charleston, South Carolina. Ooh. Hello, all of our Charleston, South Carolina friends. I was just there at the beginning of October because my sister-in-law has a store in Charleston. And we went down to visit because she opened up a new space. A bigger one. Yeah. It's called Grit and Grace. If y'all are down there, go and see them. Tell them Beth sent you. <laughs> I bought a mask from them. My first mask was from them. Oh, like a when COVID, COVID hit. Yeah. It's yeah. a really, really beautiful store. You'll definitely find stuff you love. So go and check it out. And we have some listeners at the store too. So yes. They'll know me. <laughs> well, at least a couple. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start the story talking about a lady named Sarah Lynn. Sarah Lynn Moore. She was born in either 1977 or 1978. The info is not super clear. I will explain why later, but she is about our age. That's what I know. To in South Carolina is where she was born to parents Ronald and Barbara Moore. She was really pretty. She was a lovely blonde woman. She was a cheerleader. Sarah Lynn is a pistol. She's a pistol. (laughs) You know, we always talk about how people describe our victims um, as having a smile that lights up a room and all that stuff. Well, Sarah Lynn is described as strong-willed with a temper. Mm. She expected a lot of others and didn't let people take advantage of her. She was very vibrant and headstrong and loyal. Okay, I'm going with 1978, and I'm going she was born in April, same month as me. Oh, yeah. Similar. It describes you. <laughs> She's an Aries. <laughs> it was also said that she was always very put together with her hair nicely done, makeup on, always wearing jewelry and high heels. See, that makes me think she was a Scorpio. Not, <laughs> not me. She's like a mixture between us. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway, so Sarah Lynn had several careers over her life. She worked as a flight attendant. She dabbled in phlebotomy and real estate and medical billing. And she eventually opened up her own medical billing company in Charleston. She was featured in an article of Charleston Living Magazine about successful women in business. Oh, wow. It's like she's doing the damn thing. Yeah, she She, is. I like Sarah Lynn. Sarah Lynn got married to a man named Michael Vieira, I think is how you say it. And, And in 2004, the two of them had a daughter. Sarah Lynn loved her daughter. She was very involved with, you know, everything parenting and all that. She's a great mom on top of having a good marriage, managing her business, and always looking really put together. But in 2007, tragically, Sarah Lynn's husband was found dead. Ooh. So this was a really suspicious death. He was found with over 20 stab wounds, but his death was ruled a suicide. Oh my he gosh, that's that, like that one that's with the stabbing in the back and drowning was ruled a suicide. Yeah, they said that the stab wounds were self-inflicted. There is very little information about this because it's a closed case and it was a long time. I mean, it was in 2007. So I couldn't find like autopsy reports or anything to see like where he was stabbed. Right. But they ruled it a suicide and closed it. So hmm. as you can imagine, this devastated Sarah Lynn. Her daughter was only three at the time and she really tried to keep it together, you know, for her daughter, but she was never like the same Mm. after losing her husband. In 2011, Sarah Lynn was set up on a blind date with a man named Michael Colucci. And it was love at first sight. Through Italian? Through Italian. Michael Colucci. Yes, they really actually are. Mm. Michael was also a go-getter himself. He, When she met him, so somebody set them up on a blind date. But when he came in and she met him, she actually recognized him because he owned a very successful business as well in Charleston. Michael owned a jewelry store called Mm. Colucci Jewelers. In fact, his entire family was in the jewelry business, actually. His stepfather, Ivo, and his mom, Doris, also owned a jewelry store in the area. And his brother also owned one. Uh, are these actually jewelers or like fronts for like the mafia? <laughs> they were <laughs> actual. Yeah, you can look. There's one still open, actually. <laughs> but they were originally from New York <laughs> and had moved down to the Charleston area in the 70s and Jewelry was their business. Hmm. Allegedly, you're making me wonder now. Okay. So (laughs) Michael was a few years older than Sarah Lynn, and he had been married before as well. And he had a daughter that was about the same age as Sarah Lynn's daughter, who I believe he had primary custody of. Mm. So he had just gotten divorced the year before that, the year before that he and Sarah Lynn had met. But I think he had his daughter. So here's the successful single dad, this equally as successful widowed single mom. The two of them fell deeply in love really quickly. And in June of 2011, they got married. After Mm -hmm. they were married, Michael actually legally adopted Sarah Lynn's daughter. Oh, okay. And Sarah Lynn quit her job and began working at the jewelry store with her husband. So she is working at Kaluchi Jewelers now. 
Michael was thrilled to have his wife's business experience and advice. They loved working together. They would bring their girls to work with them. It was a true family business. Mm -hmm. And they also opened up another store called The Gold Standard. So this store is described as an upscale place to sell your jewelry and gold. But I'm pretty sure it was a pawn shop. Right. Yeah. It's a fancy pawn shop. Right. Or like, mm. right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so have- I just, you know, I will say we, the, in Florida, there was a place that we went and sold some of the coins and stuff that we found at um, Emery's dad's house when he passed. Right. And it was, it was an upscale jewelry place. They just, just what they did. They specialized in oh, buying well. and selling that kind of stuff. So maybe, yeah, not really pawn shop, but yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's not clear, mm-hmm. but right. Mm-hmm. So Michael has this Colucci jewelry store, which Sarah Lynn works at. This gold standard was probably more her business from what I could understand. I was like, that was her thing that she ran, but they both worked in both places as Mm -hmm. well. So the couple was described as happy, successful. They had it all together. They, you know, had this these two daughters that they were raising they were close with their neighbors they would host parties they would set off fourth of july fireworks for everyone every year but a few years into their marriage things started to change like mm-hmm. sarah lynn became really withdrawn from her family and friends and she wasn't coming around as much and they would ask her about it and she would just say well i'm just really busy with the business you know and work and everything but she really had kind of taken a step back from those as well. Mm. So she was spending a lot of time just alone at home. The couple began having financial issues and then they began having issues with the stores. They began fighting a lot, not getting along. Neighbors started to hear them arguing. So like Mm. other people were starting to notice and really honestly, the family and friends of them just kind of described their marriage as becoming pretty volatile. Mm. remember Sarah Lynn is a pistol right yeah she had a temper and she didn't want to take crap from anybody and Michael was also known to have a short fuse so it just seemed like the two of them like got into Mm -hmm. a situation where they were butting heads but either way Sarah Lynn she wasn't herself she just seemed off so it was also around that time that Sarah Lynn's family and friends realized that she was abusing drugs and alcohol Mm. so she admitted to this she told them she had a problem you know with it things just were not going well for her she just what she was not well Mm -hmm. so on may 20th of 2015 sarah lynn called her mom this was on a wednesday and sarah lynn was telling her mom that it was a sad day for her because it was the anniversary of her previous husband's death oh so she was also really angry with michael the two of them had been fighting she was telling her mom she was super angry and mad at him she said that They had a drug issue. There were so many problems going on. She told her mom that that following day, she was going to be chaperoning a field trip for her daughter. And then on Friday, her daughter was having her fifth grade graduation. And so she was going to attend that. But then she said Saturday morning, once all of that was done for the week, she was going to pack up. And she was going to take her and her daughter and she was leaving. She was leaving Michael. She was done with him. They were having drug issues. She was mad at him. She was done. Wow. Are they both taking drugs? Yes, he was as well. Okay. Well, okay. so they said. Allegedly. Okay. 
Yes, it's our favorite word, allegedly. (laughs) A few hours later, around 7 o'clock that evening, Michael Colucci calls 911. He tells the 911 operator that he thinks his wife is dead, that she tried to kill herself. He says that she tried to hang herself with a garden hose. Stop. He said they were at their business, the gold standard, around back. So police show up and Sarah Lynn was laying on her back on a concrete slab outside of like the back door. And she had a green garden hose that was hung over like a metal chain link fence. So Mm -hmm. it's a tall fence and there's a garden hose draped over it. And then that same garden hose is wrapped around her neck. Okay. She was already cold. Her lips were blue. She could not be revived. And she was pronounced dead at 38 years old. Oh, wow. So what happened here? Mm-hmm. Let's let's ask Michael. Let's ask him. Oh, so, do we trust Michael? <laughs> according to, to be determined. According to Michael, he and Sarah Lynn had gone to dinner or were going to dinner. It's not clear. And they were had had drinks and were planning to have more drinks. Sarah Lynn had to go to the bathroom. And so they stopped at the Gold Standard, which is the store that they owned. Mm -hmm. And Michael parked and Sarah went in. Well, he stayed in the car. She ran in, go to the bathroom, check on the business, whatever. So Sarah went around to the back entrance. And she, so there's this chain link, link fence and then there's the building. And there's a little space in between the fence and the building And apparently it was customary for her, like normal for her to slide through that space rather Mm -hmm. and go in the back door rather than walk all the way around the fence or unlock the fence. So that's what she did. She went to the back. She slid through that thing, went in, go to the bathroom, whatever. But 20 minutes goes by or so and Sarah Lynn doesn't come back. So Michael's like, what's going on? So he walks around to the back of the building so that he could go in and he finds her laying there by the back door with the garden hose over the fence and around her neck. Now, is this during business hours? So there's people- It's at seven o'clock. The 911 call came in at seven o'clock. And yes, I do believe that it was open, but I'm not 100% positive. Okay. So he says he, but that this plays into it, that what you just said about it. Okay. You know, being kind of out in the open. So he immediately says he calls 911 and they come straight out. So also it should, I just wanted you to know that where, okay, so he's sitting in the car mm-hmm. and this is kind of around back of the building, but it's not completely unobstructed. Like it's not like he's facing mm-hmm. in the front parking lot, facing the front of the building and she was all the way around back. He was kind of on the side. His car was only about 20 feet away from this back door. Oh. So it was like right oh, wow. there. Like right. literally it's super close. Just just a few steps. And in Michael's 911 call, he clearly says that he believes his wife tried to hang herself. Now he later tells when he's talking to the parents, he's like, well, you know, she does shimmy through that little space. Maybe she tripped and fell and got hung up in the, in the hose. I don't really know. I just don't really know what happened. The hose always hanging over the fence. That's the thing. We don't even know where the hose came from. I mean, the hose could, you know, people keep hoses 
like we have a hose around back of our house that just kind of stays hooked up to the thing most of the time. Mm. So yes, he would have had to, she would have had to have unraveled this hose and made the decision to do this. So, Mm -hmm. but nobody really knows what to think at this point. So we're going to take a break. And after we take the break, we'll get into more about what happened to Sarah Lynn. So Sarah Lynn had ligature marks or bruising around her neck. Mm-hmm. She also had scrapes on her knees. And interestingly, her left eye was black. What? So she had a black eye. Mm-hmm. Her clothes were completely intact. They were not torn or disheveled, anything like that. They found no other evidence, no DNA, nothing under her fingernails, nothing. Mm. investigators found a piece of her hair tangled up in the hose. Her blood alcohol level was 0.23. And she, that's a lot. Yeah. Eight is our legal limit. And she also had cocaine and Xanax in her system. Oh, goodness gracious. So her cause of death was listed as asphyxia by neck compression. However, the manner of death was listed as unknown. Oh, so they weren't believing it was suicide. So, right. That's where you would see manner of death. For those of you who don't uh, know, the manner of death is where it would be listed as homicide, suicide, accidental, um, things like that. So it was unknown. In the car, Michael and Sarah Lynn's car, right? So the one they were riding in, police found a broken fingernail. So Mm. like literally, Mm -hmm. you know, she had long fingernails and it was broken off. It was just a piece of the fingernail, a cracked cell phone. And there was a pair of sunglasses that were broken on the left side. So remember her left eye was black. Mm -hmm. And then there's these sunglasses that are in the car and the left side of the sunglasses are broke. Also interesting is Michael had some injuries. He had a busted lip. Well, he's just sitting in a car. (laughs) Right. And he had scrapes on his arms and on his hands. So that's very suspicious, which he claims, I believe he says that it was from like working some job that he did, but suspicious. Mm -hmm. However, regardless of those things, police pretty quickly ruled Sarah Lynn's death as a suicide. They determined that she was depressed due to having financial issues, problems in her marriage, the anniversary of her former husband's death, which was that day, Mm -hmm. and that she was having substance abuse issues and mental health problems. And all of those things led to her making this decision to complete suicide. After Sarah Lynn's death, Michael never held a funeral or a memorial service for her. What? Why not? (laughs) He had, well, he claims it had to do with like, there were custody issues going on with like her daughter and the family couldn't all get together and blah, blah. And then the investigation and all this stuff. He had Sarah Lynn cremated, but he didn't even pick her ashes up for six months. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, that's, there's no obituary for her that I could find, Mm -hmm. which is why I don't know her date of birth. 
Hmm. is because there's nothing written. Like he didn't even, there wasn't even obituary. And it's just so sad. It's like, it's so sad. He was a successful, like prominent member of the community for a lot of years. She had a lot of people who would have liked to have paid their respects, especially Mm -hmm. her daughter. Right. And her parents. Like, I just, I hate that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, regardless of how she died, you have a service. Right. Yeah. Something. Okay. So Sarah Lynn's friends and family, her parents, mostly, they just felt like in their gut that something was wrong. Something was wrong Mm -hmm. here. Sarah Lynn did not do this to herself. They really felt like that Michael had something to do with it. And they were relentless in pushing and pushing police and investigators to reopen the case. Oh, wow. So they did. But it wasn't for 11 months. So almost Mm -hmm. a whole year later, they reopened the case. They reviewed the autopsy. They got medical opinions about Sarah Lynn's wounds and markings. They looked at photos. Remember, she was cremated. So they Mm -hmm. couldn't re-examine her body, but they go back to the place where she was found to see if there's any evidence. I mean, there's not because by that time it was outside, Mm -hmm. you know, so the elements, the weather, and it's in a public place. So there's no telling how many people are in and out. So any, you know, anything that they did find would be contaminated, which is a shame that they didn't do it to begin with. But right. Based on closer review of everything, police started to think that this wasn't such a cut and dry case of suicide like they originally thought that there's it's a little weird. And it appeared that Michael had possibly been involved in a struggle of some sort on the day that she died. Mm -hmm. And it did also appear that a struggle had taken place in their car on the day that she died. And Sarah Lynn did have injuries that could not be explained by a hanging like a black eye and a scraped knee. Right. So it was also reported that when the EMTs got there, Sarah Lynn was already cold. Yeah. Uh, Michael had said that she had only been gone for 20 minutes. Oh, So yeah. why was she cold? If, the, if he called, she was gone for 20 minutes. He called 911 right away and they were there within minutes. Mm-hmm. would not have been as cold as the EMTs reported that she was. Mm-hmm. Also, Sarah Lynn had clear plans for the next few days that she had told her mom about. She was chaperoning a field trip to her daughter, going on, you know, to her graduation. And why, I mean, she's trying to hang herself behind the back of a building that she owns with a garden hose in broad right. daylight in a public place 20 feet away from where her husband was sitting. Right. Like that seems very odd and random. Mm -hmm. So in May of 2016, which was almost right at a year after Sarah Lynn's death, Michael Colucci, her husband was arrested for her murder. He did bail out of jail because his family has a lot of monies, you know, they're the jewelers, Mm -hmm. but he was put on house arrest. He was only allowed to leave to go to work church and meetings with his attorney. But I do believe that during this time, his jewelry store kind of went under. Oh. So like the parents still have one, the brother still has one, but his is no longer around. What about the gold standard? I don't think it is either. No, I couldn't even find it. So, Mm. okay. He doesn't go on trial for two years, over two years, December, 2018. I watched a lot of his trial and 
a lot of the testimony and read the transcripts. It was very interesting. Jurors were actually taken to the location where Sarah Lynn's body had been found, which is really odd because Mm -hmm. it was such a weird place to do Mm -hmm. something like this. And they really had to go and see it for for them to understand it. Like I look at, I'll try to post some pictures of it. It's so odd. It's it's the last place you would ever think that a put together person would do something like this. Right. Anyway, so prosecutors suspected that Michael and Sarah had gotten into some kind of an altercation or a fight in the car and that he had hit her, that she had hit him, and then possibly he snapped and strangled her and she died. And then he staged it with this garden hose to make it look like she had hung herself. Mm-hmm. It certainly explains the odd location. Because mm-hmm. if he did it, if he if she was dead and that's where they were, he can't get her far. So mm-hmm. that would have been the closest place that would make any kind of sense, even though it actually doesn't. Just, you know, 20 feet right there. It explains her wounds. It explains his wounds. It explains the evidence in the car. And it explains why she was cold when first responders arrived. Mm-hmm. Because it probably took him a bit longer than 20 minutes to figure all of this out. Right. Where am I going to bring him? Bring her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do now? There was a lot of testimony from medical experts on both sides. So I'm not even going to get into all of it. But one thing that I did find that was interesting was about the marks on her neck. So most of the experts said that the marks on her neck were too thin to have been caused by the garden hose. So like the garden hose was wider than the mm-hmm. marks that she had on her neck. Now, there's also evidence to indicate, obviously, that Sarah Lynn did, in fact, um, do this to herself. Her clothes were not torn or disheveled Mm. in any way. She had no DNA or anything under her fingernails, things that would indicate that she had been involved in a fight. She did have the alcohol and drugs in her system, which was very concerning. And the fact that she was knowingly depressed that she talked about it. She talked about financial issues. She talked about marital issues. She talked about being sad that day because of her former husband's death. And there's zero evidence that links Michael to Sarah Lynn and her death. Right. Like there's just nothing. It's all circumstantial. So what if they fought in the car? It was the last straw and she decided spur of the moment in like a drug and alcohol induced haze that she was done. She was done. Honestly, during the trial, there was a little bit of like character assassination done on like the defenses, which I didn't like. They were basically like she was a hot mess and it's not surprising kind of thing. It wasn't nice. I didn't like I didn't like it. But probably their only means of defense, honestly. It was. I mean, yeah. The only thing they had. Right. Yep. You're right. Yeah. But so she had this um, thick gold chain necklace. Mm -hmm on her neck when she died. It was like one of those big, like the herringbone necklaces uh-huh. kind of thing, thick gold thing. And that necklace was about the same width as the marks that were on her neck. So there was a lot of talk about the fact that maybe she was strangled, like manually strangled with hands. And it was the necklace that caused those marks because it pushed mm. the necklace into her throat. I mean, the garden hose could have pushed it into her throat, too, and explained the marks. So I'm not really sure why they got hung up on, like, it had to be manually, manual strangulation. But what if they couldn't they have 
or couldn't he have strangled her with that necklace? Well, okay. So they talk about that. They say like, oh, they they put pressure. They had the actual necklace. Mm-hmm. Like the evidence had the actual necklace. And during the trial, the defense did that. They were like, he, this can't have happened. And they start like putting pressure on the necklace and pulling the necklace and they break it. Oh. And they were like, see, it wouldn't have been possible for, for the necklace to have had anything to do with her death. The garden hose had to push it into her, into her neck. Cause see, we just did it and it broke. And it's like, well, yeah, but you also just destroyed evidence, my dude. Well, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really bad that you did that. Like, hello. Yeah. Anyway, right. Well, and I'm also wondering if they did, if somebody did that to somebody's neck, like, yes, there would be a lig- ligature mark, but it might dig in, right? If you're using that kind of thing, right? Like, and it'd it be wasn't like bloody. And, well, like, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I would agree. So after two days of deliberation, the jury came back. Any guesses? What would you rule? Um. Well, I, I mean. I'm going to say not guilty because we don't have like hard, hard evidence that he did it. Like It was a hung jury. Oh, well, the case ended in a mistrial. Yeah, because I want to say guilty. Right. But, I, but like based on evidence, I can't. Well, they <laughs> ruled that Michael was not guilty of a charge of first degree murder. So they said he did not intentionally okay. premeditate and murder Sarah Lynn. But on the charge of manslaughter, they were deadlocked. Mm. They didn't know. Oh. So manslaughter is like accidentally kill someone. Mm-hmm. Right. So Michael was released. The state does say that they have plans to retry the case, but because of COVID, everything slowed down and who knows mm-hmm. what happened. I couldn't find anything formal on the books. So as of right now, Michael is currently free and living with his daughter in South Carolina. Sarah Lynn's parents have raised her daughter. She's a teenager now. She's very beautiful, like her mama. Um, Sarah Lynn's dad sadly passed away in 2019, still believing that justice was never served for his daughter. Mm -hmm. So was it a suicide? Was it an accident? Was it a murder? We don't know how Sarah Lynn died. But I'm not done. I'm not even done. (laughs) Hold on to your pants. Okay. In April of 2017. So this was two years after Sarah Lynn's death. One year after Michael was arrested. But before his trial. Before his trial. So he's been arrested and is awaiting trial. Ivo Colucci, which is Michael's stepdad, allegedly shot and killed Michael's mom, Doris. Shut up. In the head with a 380 pistol in their jewelry store in Charleston. Why? And the whole thing was caught on surveillance. Well, why? Apparently, <laughs> so they had were having financial issues. Their marriage was rocky. And Ivo also, also had dementia. He was 81 mm. when he did this. And he right. had dementia and we don't know. We don't know why this happened or why he did this. What's so sad about it is Michael's daughter, who was 12 at the time, was there. She witnessed the entire thing. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, like, can you imagine you're 12 years old. Your dad is accused of killing your stepmom. First of all, you lost your stepmom. 
Mm-hmm. Then your dad is accused of killing her. And then your grandfather shoots and kills your grandmother right in front of you. Oh, no. Mm-mm. I mean, she is such a victim of all of this. So, so Doris, she was 74 when she died. Rest in peace, Doris Colucci. Ivo was deemed unfit to stand trial because of his dementia. Mm-hmm. And he died in hospice care in November of 2020. Jeez. So he did apparently have pretty severe dementia. Right. Yeah. I did read somewhere that the granddaughter, Michael's daughter, was suing the family in like a civil arena because she's like so traumatized and has, you know, all of this baggage yeah. because she yeah. just wasn't protected. She should have never been left with the parent grandparents with dementia and like Well, that's true. So anyway, that's just a side note, but that is the story oh. of Sarah Lynn Colucci and the Colucci family in Charleston, South Carolina. Holy cow. Thanks, Holly. Yeah, Holly. That was a doozy. It was. Gosh. You know, I feel like our listeners come up with more doozies than we can. Um, well, <laughs> so, holy cow. Yeah. Like, okay, she needs she needs some help. She, that daughter. Yeah. Granddaughter's mm-hmm. daughter needs help. And yeah. Gosh, like <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I know, I know. Like, because it makes me think, like, uh, okay, so well, there's there is some mental stuff in the family, <laughs> and the dad had the means to do it. So why wouldn't we assume See, the son has I the means too. to do I'm it? Like, I'm torn on what happened to Sarah Lynn and Michael's involvement. I think something more happened than what he's saying. Yes. But yes. I don't know if he if he killed her. I don't I don't know. It's very suspicious the whole entire thing. But then now knowing that his grand his dad shot his mother in cold mm-hmm. blood. Yeah. I mean, I know there was dementia and I'm sure that did I'm sure they were right that it played a part in it, but who I mean Right. Like did he not know who she was, think she was like right. Robbing the place yeah, at the time? Yeah, I, I don't know. And like, he doesn't yeah. really say. I think he right. does. When he comes out of the... Um, I did read this in one report. That he does tell police. He like lists off the slew of reasons why he shot her. And it was all like business related and money related. And they're under stress because their son had just been arrested. And so it did kind of seem like he knew what he was doing when he did it. Right. Right. But it is later proven. I mean, he's not fit to stand trial. So there is a, an aspect of dementia. I just don't know. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know either. It'll be interesting to see when they do a retrial. If they ever do. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely yeah. another one we're going to be following and. Right. Yeah, for sure. So. And yeah. But I'm with you on that. Like, I think there's more to it. Like, even if it was, they were both on drugs at the time and got into an argument and it was accidental and then he just staged it or right. whatever. Cause and I feel I, like I don't feel like there's a reason for him to have done it on purpose or like premeditated it, which he was. Except she was about anyway. to leave him. Right. So if he found out about that, which we don't know if he did. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So anyway, it'll be interesting to follow. So yes, cool. it will. Well, again, guys, gosh, thanks, thanks for the suggestions. Thank you for bringing this story to us, Beth. It was you are welcome. Yeah, 
Definitely a very interesting one. And I want to remind all of you guys that next week is our special collaboration episode with What Happened in the Woods. We will have um, a collaboration of stories between the two podcasts for our episode. So it'll be two of us on ours, one from their pod and one from ours. And then the on their episode drop for their podcast, it'll be the other two telling stories, right? Yes. That's what we've decided. Yes. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. You're going to have to listen to two different podcasts next week. Yeah. I believe theirs drops like a few days after ours. Yeah. Ours will be Monday and theirs will be that Friday. So next week, special episode, a little something different for the – there's five Mondays in November. So we're starting <laughs> off the day after Halloween with a bang. <laughs> and isn't that also before we start our new season, right? Yes. Did you decide that? Yeah. Yes. I was going to close out that. our season. Yep. So That'll be the end two. of season two. And then we will start season three after that. I'm be 40. Yes, you will be. Really coming into it with a lot of new wisdom here. Yeah. <laughs> Just parting it up for Beth's 40th. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we'll have to post a lot from social media about us. Oh, yeah. Yes, that will take you guys along. (laughs) Yes, we will. Anyways, so thanks for joining us and uh, join us next week. And there'll be two two episodes you can listen to on two different podcasts for us. So come come along for the ride with us. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets.